Greetings from the West Lafayette Public Library for me. That's why I'm a little bit darker than usual. I'm in this a beautiful new facility, by the way. Tom Deanart and I are both West Lafayette folks, and uh, and uh, they have a beautiful library right in the village here on campus. want to thank... Uh, we're here for the Acre Pro Buy Sell, and obviously a, a lot going on in the world of Purdue football after the last uh, big win over Minnesota. But we want to talk of thank our sponsor Acre Pro. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group are your local farmland specialists with decades of experience in Indiana agriculture. No one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange, which I know Tom does a lot, we always say that, or simply try buying and selling farmland. Your local Acre Pro agent will walk the land with you. That's Kyle Spray and Company, and they'll ensure the deal is done right. Visit acrepro.com or call 765 587 3185 and talk to your local Acre Pro land expert today. Again, that number 765 587 3185. Well, uh, Purdue's season turned a little bit in a major way, I guess, and in the win over Minnesota last week. And all of a sudden, the world is full of full of possibilities for Jeff Brown and company. Tom, uh, you saw it there in person. But uh, I guess we'll go with our first buy sell. You know, Aiden O'Connell. How rare is it that Purdue literally runs for as many yards as it passes and wins games? Uh, we did the research, so I haven't looked it up yet of uh, how many times Purdue's won on the road uh, with a t- under 200 yards passing. Not mm-hmm. all that often. Uh, but I'm going to ask you that question. All right, Aiden O'Connell is getting. You know, talk. Jeff Brown talked about on Monday that he was ready to go and uh, expected him to be healthy enough to play again this week. But uh, do you see him? Uh, I'll, we'll set the threshold of 250 yards. Uh, what do you What do you see from that standpoint? Yay or nay on that? Yeah, he said. Uh, Coach Brown said uh, optimistic was the word he used yeah. about Aiden O'Connell. So, yeah, yeah. I guess you lean toward him, him, him playing again. The question again, Alan is. If he does play, how good is he going to be? Because yeah. I think we all can agree he was still off last week at Minneapolis. Wasn't himself. I didn't think they still won. Yeah. Without throwing a touchdown pass, Allen. I think that's the first time he's won a game without a TD pass since 2013, maybe, against Indiana State. So just crazy. They're resourceful, right? I'm, I'm going to say Aiden's going to be healthier um, and he's going to be more effective, too. And he's going to have to be more effective because th- this opponent, Maryland, is a lot different than, than Minnesota. They've got a very good passing game. Tungalaboa, the younger brother of Tua. You pronounced it right, so there you go. I don't think got I got his last that. name down. He's not sure about his first name. <laughs> uh, Tungalaboa, just like Fakasieki. Yeah, I got Fakasieki. good at that, too. Now, that, now, now that's fun to say. <laughs> but um, Yeah, because they can throw the ball, Alan. And if Purdue's going to win, they're going to have to score more than 20 points, which is what they had last week. I think Maryland's going to put some points up. They've got a good offense. Again, the quarterback, they got six good receivers. they got a five-star guy named Rakeem Jarrett. Keep your eye on him, a wide receiver. They've got two good running backs, both averaging over six yards a carry. So, uh, again, for Purdue's sake, they, they better hope Aiden's back to being Aiden. Again, I think he will be closer to the – the number 16 we're used to seeing. And um, yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a game. Of, it's a lot different opponent. And again, I, I, I think it was encouraging to see what O'Connell did last week, Alan, and it's something he can build on. You got to think he's going to continue to get better because, because I'll be honest. I don't think he really took any big hits last week too. 
sacked a couple of times, but never really got ragdolled. So uh, again, I don't think he absorbed uh, any additional punishment that would have, I guess, caused a setback from, from a health standpoint. Well, if it's ribs and whatever that uh, I think I'd still be in bed, but I don't know how you play quarterback and be able to do that just with that pain threshold. It's got to be pretty strong that he was able to get through that. All right. Purdue has also done something somewhat rare the last two weeks, uh, rare in recent times, certainly 100 yard rushers uh, and Dylan Downing and Devin Lockaby last week. Uh, Are you you buying a third straight week? Has that happened at College Park? Why not? (laughs) <laughs> um, you talked in the opening about pretty running the football the last couple of weeks against FAU, Alan. I think they had more rushes than passing attempts yeah. last week. I think what 168 yards rushing, maybe it was. And um, this is without King Daru, their number one running back. And Maryland, Alan, Maryland's always a team that's got some good skill players in the perimeter on defense and offense, but they usually are a little step back in the trenches and uh, I think Purdue's going to be able to have some success running the football why not too yeah. takes pressure off Aiden O'Connell don't ask him to throw 50 times if he doesn't have to why not keep trying Devin Mockaby and Dylan Downing they've been very effective again Downing got the 100 against FAU Mockaby last week sounds like King Drew's probably going to be out again so they're gonna have to ride those two again and so I'm going to say yes Purdue will have another 100-yard rusher individual. And I wonder the last time Purdue had three 100-yard rushers in consecutive games. Um, again, on, on that note, too, I looked up, Alan, the 68-yard run by Devin Mockaby was the longest by a running back since Markel Jones in 2015, although Rondell had a, like a 76-yarder back in 2018. So we're seeing some things done in the ground game that have not been done in a while. Yeah, I think three state running boy. I I, I got to think you got it. I'm not even sure that. And and again, we number crunching. I think we did look that up, but uh, we'll have that on the site here before long. But uh, it hasn't. You know, you can probably go back to Mike Allstott. I'm thinking, and maybe Joey Harris in 2002. Uh, how, about, how about just when's the last time Purdue had back to back 100 yard rushers that were different players? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm guessing it may not be as long as we think. Though some of those 2017, 2018 teams could run the ball kind of well, DJ Knox, Tario Fuller. Um, so, so maybe they pulled it off in, in one of those two seasons, but maybe it goes back further than, than, uh, than I'm even thinking and, and it pushes back to the 90s with the Coletto era or even yeah. the, the Tiller era with in the early 2000s. Yeah, and Ed Matthews and Kendall. Uh, yeah, they probably did it. Ed Watson and Kendall Matthews in yeah. 97, maybe. I don't know, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're, it, it is going to be interesting. We're doing a little research on that, and we'll come up with that answer. Be on the site this week, but yeah, it's been impressive. Uh, you know, Devin Mockaby's run. You know, and I would say, again, you've watched a lot of pre football over the years. That's as good a run because he had to make a cut. He did things I hadn't seen. I mean, Markell's six. Jones is 68 yard or six, whatever, how long that was against Michigan state, number two, Michigan state and Purdue almost won that game amazingly, but it was a straight up the gut. I don't think he had to make a big move there to do. I, I think it's as good a run. And I'll uh, say in the buy sell going back to, I can't think of a better run for from scrimmage for a touchdown 
maybe going back to, uh, uh, you know, Rondell Moore's, again, as you said, he's not a running back. It, that wasn't, to, and certainly Rondell's Moore's catch against Ohio State and run was as good a play. Mm-hmm. But boy, I, I, you got to go back to maybe Mike Allstott 90, in 1995 against Indiana for that 64-yard run. His last run from Scrooge, one of the great runs I've seen. But there probably are others, and we are notorious. I am notorious. You're not, Tom, that for not seeing the forest for the trees. I'm the same way, but but, but it it, uh, it was it was a really as good a run from scrimmage uh, that I've seen from and and didn't go for a touchdown either um, that, that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, you're right, and uh, it's kind of nice you got to finish off the drive on the next play with the two yard touchdown run, just a quick two play drive, Alan. Not many big plays last week. That was another thing. Last two weeks, we haven't many big plays. I think there were two passes over 15 yards and four runs over 10 last week. The explosiveness hasn't been there. Every offense needs chunk plays, Alan. It's so hard to score points if you have to drive the ball 10, 11 plays every time. Uh, and Charlie Jones, I tell you what, the best was for last, right, that fourth quarter. The two biggest plays of the game, you talked about the Mockaby run, the Charlie Jones 28-yard catch that set up the field goal that, uh, that that put Purdue ahead, I think, 13 to 10. So, again, um, just the big plays haven't been there. Aiden really couldn't throw the ball downfield. And I know Allen, the Minnesota defense, was set up like that. Those two deep safeties, they were not going to get beat deep. They were going to say, hey, Purdue, if you're going to beat us, you're going to run the ball. And Purdue ran the ball, and Jeff Brown was patient with the run game. So, it's probably a, a, a scheme Purdue will see again. Uh, from the Maryland defense, I would think trying to keep everything in front of them, you know, don't give up the big plays. Um, but a lot of times people still take his shots. Again, I don't think Aiden was really capable maybe of getting the ball downfield as well as he usually is, which may have really been a reason why they didn't take those shots downfield uh, under normal circumstances that they would. All right, buying or selling Purdue the favorite now in the Big Ten West. <laughs> and 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 somebody on our message board has talked about the fact that the Maryland game is somewhat immaterial. Yeah, I, I read that. I, I don't know if I buy that because Minnesota would still have, if Purdue loses again, Minnesota would have to lose again now uh, for Purdue to have the tiebreaker. But, uh, uh, and I don't know, and I'm sure Vegas has laid some odds on this already, but uh, is Purdue, are you buying or selling that Purdue is the favorite in the Big Ten West? Certainly you've talked about Illinois and what they've done as well. How do you view that? Yeah, um, I'm selling I just, uh, as much as I like this Purdue team, I, I guess I still have my questions, beginning with Aiden O'Connell and, and his ability to get really fully healthy again. 400-yard passing per game healthy Aiden O'Connell. Um, I'm not going to write off Iowa. That, that's still the team. And even even Minnesota, Alan, I know, I know they yeah. just lost the Boilers, but they're going to get Mo Ibrahim back. And I still think that's a pretty good team. So I guess I still think, even though Iowa's got its well-documented issues with its offense, you got a terrific defense, very good special teams. They have to come to West Lafayette November 5th. Maybe that's a de facto Big Ten West title game. Um, so I think for me, I'm selling Purdue being the favorite. I'm leaning uh, just a little slightly toward Iowa still being really the team to beat when it's all said and done. Yeah, I think at that, uh, uh, give me another week. And I do think this week's important just because it's always important to win games and get momentum. And uh, I know – 
Purdue, and this is another trivial thing. I don't think Purdue's ever going to have to face two interim coaches in consecutive weeks. Yeah, how about that? I don't <laughs> think that's ever happened. If it has, I'm, again, missing the forest for the trees. But until they meet Wisconsin at Wisconsin, yeah. I don't, I, I'm not buying that they're, 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 they're the favorite. I think they have a chance. Don't get me wrong. And I think, I think you could build a case that after this week, again, as we said two weeks ago, they, they won't be more than a, a three or four point underdog in any game left. And really maybe after this week, they may not be an underdog depending on where, what happens to Wisconsin, if they're in the tank, but I can't, I, I also, also can't imagine that produce a road favorite and, and Illinois yeah, but Illinois, you're not going to, you, you know, it was, it's, 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 and that's what you, you've written and talked about how we, that's why we love college football. All these things we thought for certain Illinois was a dumpster fire and not going to get out of it. Now they have a, the best running back in the country or one of the best. That's my point is what we thought in August is not the same as what we're going to see in October, right. November. Anyway. Maybe Illinois does win until that close to being unbeaten now. Remember, they lost that oh, yeah. in Indiana really late. They had a touchdown waved off by a poor call by an official. So Tommy DeVito quarterback talked about Chase Brown. They got a nice defense. Their coordinator, Ryan Walters, is now a hot commodity. So, yeah, Purdue's got to go to Champaign, like you said, in August. You run down the schedule. You go win, win, loss, win, win. (laughs) Those are getting switched around now, right, as as these teams are showing who they truly are. I always said uh, October would be Purdue's tell month, the make or break month to really – let us know. Not a huge revelation, obviously, but you got three or four games on the road. Um, I thought Purdue was going to lose at Minnesota in August. They've obviously won. Here comes the trip to Maryland, the game I thought they were going to win in August. Maryland's four and one, Allen. This be yeah. Michigan State. Purdue's about a four and a half point underdog. Nebraska comes to West Lafayette next. Purdue should be about a touchdown favorite. And you talked about going to Wisconsin. I still think Purdue's going to be an underdog up there, Alan. Yeah. No matter what happens the next two weeks with the Badgers, maybe as little as maybe a field goal. Um, but I do think they'll still be an underdog to get way ahead of ourselves. On, I'm trying to predict the odds on, on games. But who knows now? Maybe they go 4-0 this month. I thought maybe – I thought, man, if they go 2-2 two and two in October, that would be great. And um, when you look at how things are playing out, maybe they got a good chance to go 4-0, which would be incredible and set up. A heck of a fun November, Alan. Iowa at home, Northwestern at home. You're at Illinois and at Indiana in November. Yeah, I don't know that they've gone four and zero. I know the the run to the Rose Bowl in two thousand. They had they they went through Michigan, Northwestern, Wisconsin, and of course Ohio State. I don't know in two thousand three if they went undefeated in October. No, they didn't because they lost at Michigan. I think that uh, in the month of October that year. So yes. 4-0 Octobers generally uh, get you to a, a good bowl, and that uh, you know that would be an amazing thing. But uh, stay tuned. We'll let you know next week where the Boilermakers are sitting. Uh, it will be a telltale. It'll be great. It'll be an interesting game this week and when Purdue we'll takes be. on Maryland. Very fascinating game. All right, we will have a lot more on the site this week as Tom uh, breaks this down. Matchup preview. We'll have our Friday Golden Black Live show as well as we do it. Tom will be on the road again. Uh, flying to BWI, right? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. Going into Baltimore and uh, get there Friday. That's, that's always a kind of a that's a neat campus. It's a neat stadium. You know, they, they don't have a real passionate fan base. I'm guessing it's probably their homecoming. Yeah. So maybe there'll be a better crowd than usual. Uh, 
Alan, I'm just happy it kicks off at noon. Yeah, I know. I'm not a little wild about Nebraska <laughs> 7:30 start, at least for That's us. At home, I don't mind the home night games that much. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna take it. We're gonna take it when we get it, my friend. So, yeah. all right, we want to thank AcrePro.com uh, and uh, the folks there for sponsoring our uh, Tuesday buy sell feature. I know you guys are watch this and listen to this a bit with bated breath and hang on every word that we say, but we appreciate uh, the fact that you take the time to listen to us. You can visit AcrePro.com or call our call seven six five five eight seven three one eight five and talk to your local land agent ex land expert. To, again, that number is 765-587-3185. All right, Tom, until next week for the Acre Pro Buy Sell, we will have a lot to hash over as we'll look at, ahead to the Nebraska game and look back mm. at the Maryland game. Have a great rest of the week, everybody. Thanks for watching or listening, and we'll look forward to doing this again in seven days.